Welcome to the Modern Meinhof podcast, the only podcast devoted to, yet unaffiliated with, the Modern Meinhof group. Uh, this is podcast number four. I'm your host, Richard Huffman, and today's going to be a short podcast. We're going to be talking about uh, the Talking Heads song, Life During Wartime, which was directly inspired by the Bader Meinhof gang and their exploits, at least according to David Byrne, the author. So David Byrne was the lead singer and the leader of Talking Heads, which was a seminal kind of art, rock, funk, dance band um, that played out of the CBGB club in New York, which is more known for punk groups, but it also had groups like Bond, Blondie and, and uh, Talking Heads play there. And the Talking Heads were incredibly influential for their time. And this song appeared on their third album, which came out in, nine, in uh, 1979, um, called Fear of Music. It was very well received at the time, sold half a million records, which was pretty good for a band like them. Um, it factored in a lot of the top 10 lists at the end of the year. I think the New York Times put in the top 10. Rolling Stone, I think, named it their number two album of the year. Um, it's, it's a great album. And this particular song um, was, it was sort of inspired by, or apparently originally David Byrne wanted to have a song that sort of felt like a Dr. John, New Orleans funk kind of sound. And it ended up not sounding really anything like that. It, it sort of ended up being sort of a, a funk pop, uh, pop synth kind of fusion thing. Um, and it's a terrific song. And apparently they wrote the music first, and then um, David Byrne wanted to come up with lyrics around it. And he started thinking about the Badr-Meinhof group, um, Symbionese, Symbionese Liberation Army, and other ones of these groups that were prominent at the time and uh, wanted to kind of evoke life, what it was like to live that um, kind of lifestyle. Um, here's David Byrne from the commentary track for their movie, Stop Making Sense, where he talks a little bit about the creation of this particular song. Part of the genesis of this song was, uh, I know from my side, I was in, intending to do something that had a kind of New Orleans rolling funk kind of groove, kind of a Dr. John uh, kind of, kind of feel, and it doesn't come anywhere near that. So we ended up with something, you know, missed the mark by a mile and hit something else. Uh, when we started, of course, it didn't have any words. It was a jam in the, in the key of E or A minor or something, and I would try and try and come up with lyrics that matched the the jam and the, the melody that I would kind of sing over top of it. And one night in my, I had a loft on uh, 7th Street and Avenue A in New York at the time. I was upstairs late at night all alone. Uh, I imagined this scenario of urban warfare. There was a, as there still is, there was a fair amount of that going on at the time. Uh, Better Meinhof Gang, um, Pat Patty Hearst, Symbionese Liber Liberation Army, all kinds of stuff. Nothing's changed. I just uh, decided, okay, let me carry this uh, scenario to a, a little bit further than where it is right now and imagine what that's like. From there on, it was just a matter of making a list. The, so the lyrics just became a list of, well, okay, uh, 
if that's the scenario, just describe everything that happens in in that scenario, what it's like. So I was just filling page after page uh, of stuff. Not all of them. None of the, all the uh, lyric ideas were good, and that that became it. So there, the song has more lyrics than I can possibly remember. So in addition to being just a fantastic song. One of the things that's really interesting about it is that there's not really any politics in this song. It's not trying to justify or condemn being an urban guerrilla or what this war is all about that this person's fighting. It's just kind of a description of what it's like. As David Byrne says, it was just a big list of the types of um, activities that this person would have to go through. And it's really kind of good it really does a, a a pretty good job of explaining both the um exhilaration and the tremendous isolation of not being able to really have friends not being able to really go out and get groceries effectively um there's no real reason to go to school what's the difference um you know it's it's a really interesting interesting well-written song it also um uh, it, it sort of alludes briefly to this person having a quick affair with a with a cohort who joins up with him briefly for some action, and the, clearly they're never going to see each other again. And that's kind of the only kind of love and affection this person's ever going to get. It's pretty pretty effective. Um, it, the song has one really famous line where he screams, uh, "This ain't no night, or this ain't no disco." Um, and this ain't no party, this ain't no disco, this ain't no fooling around. And uh, David Byrne tells an amusing story about how that was taken out of context by club owners. We'd go on tour uh, a couple of years before this was filmed. We'd go on tour and uh, sing this song. And that was the height of the um, rock versus disco era where dance music and, and rock and roll were considered... Uh, complete opposites and, and enemies. So we'd go into a club and uh, as a tribute to our appearance, the, the club owner would have strung a big sign across the stage that said, this ain't no disco. Uh, the irony was we liked a lot of disco music. And in fact, a lot of disco music inspired us. A lot of the production ideas in, in dance music, uh, a lot of the grooves were were what made our music different than a lot of other music at the time. But uh, that particular lyric was held up like a banner. Life During Wartime became more prominent, or much more prominent, about four years after it was released when it appeared in the concert movie Stop Making Sense, which was uh, directed by Jonathan Demme, and many people consider it the greatest rock movie or concert movie of all time. And I'm not going to disagree. It is a fantastically beautiful, amazing um, movie. And uh, and this particular song, um, for this, it's very well choreographed, the whole movie and the presentation of the band and this particular song it features the band and the backup singers essentially running in place throughout the whole song it's kind of crazy and and in the commentary tracks the um i think it's chris franz uh, laughs about it saying that it's it's basically uh, uh 
he, he likens it to the jogging fad at the time and says how the, the, the that particular portion of the movie just really seems to reflect that instant time and place when jogging was popular. But I, I kind of look at it as an honestly perfect metaphor for the song. Um, it's it's a group of people entirely stuck in place, jogging in place, going nowhere. And that's exactly a perfect metaphor for the life that a lot of these urban gorillas found themselves stuck into. They couldn't move out of it. They were stuck by their decision to do this. They were totally hemmed in. They were just jogging in place, going nowhere. It's the, you know, it's the perfect... Uh, evocation um so anyway i just thought you'd like to know a little bit more about this particular song it's a fantastic song and i'm gonna leave by playing the live version which was actually released as a single after the movie in 1983 made it all the way up to number 80 on the pop charts and i'm gonna play it in its entirety hope you enjoy it thanks for listening Detroit, 